0: Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Coffee Shop. My name is Ruth. This is The Tea with Ruth. And I welcome you to another cup of tea. So last week, we spoke a little bit about COVID and what was happening now in the world. And so today, we're going to talk a little bit about the after effects of the coronavirus and what's been going on. So when COVID first hit us in the United States in 2020, um, because it really started happening in 2019, there was so many questions and so many just uncertainties, right? So at first, I mean, like I talked about before, we went on spring break and never went back to school. So that was different. Um, But then even after that, like restaurants shut down, clubs, bars, like places of business just shut down. Everything just shut down. And when I say that, I mean people were without jobs. Uh, restaurant workers. Some people did takeout, of course, for a while. But for the most part, going into a restaurant was not the thing to do. Going to amusement parks, going to anywhere. Grocery stores were still open, and basic stuff like um, basic stuff like that. But all the frills, all the entertainment, all of that thing. Everything just shut down, you guys. It was horrible. Um, So recovering from that has been quite interesting. So because of all the shutdowns, you know, some people decided to get different jobs in different fields. Um, I mean, I knew there were stories on waitresses and waiters who had been in the business for like 10 years. But because of COVID decided, well, this is my time to get out of this business and go someplace else because of the uncertainty. It was just a lot of questions. So here's what's strange. That was 2020 in March when things shut down, right? So fast forward a year later in March. I think it was around March. It might I don't know if it was spring break time or if it was summer. I cannot remember. But it was well over a year um, when I went to IHOP and was going to get a little breakfast. And there was a sign on the door. The door was locked. And it said, please be patient with us. We don't have many workers. Nobody wants to work. And I was like, okay, that's a weird sign. <laughs> and then I saw someone leave out the other side. So we walked to the other side, um, thinking that the door was locked by accident. And the manager yells, we're closed. And I was like, whoa, okay there. cow, cal- Calm down there, cowgirl. <laughs> but we left. And I just thought, that was weird. I don't know what's going on. And then it was that same week that I heard about all the restaurants and how many issues they were having with trying to find workers to come back in to work in the restaurant so that people the customers who were finally starting to go back in can be served and it has been quite an issue for quite some time so there's plenty of jobs that are still vacant i mean any place you go everywhere you go there's now hiring signs um there was a big deal with the whole 15 an hour thing which at first i was like what in the world um why do you, why don't people want to go to work Like, I don't understand. Everybody can have a job, but because of COVID, there was one good thing that came out of it were the stimulus checks that came, yay. But in addition to that, there were some unemployment checks that were going out. And then from what I understand, there was even more money on top of that to help out. Problem was the more money that people were making, not working, was keeping them out of work. (laughs) But then when I realized, you know what? These people aren't making a living wage in the first place. So I'm glad that a lot of people stayed out of work to make the point. I don't know if they were doing that or not, but what it ended up doing was making restaurants, fast food joints, like a whole bunch of places had to realize, okay, we need to pay our people more. And so a lot of places went up in rates, which is great because it doesn't make any sense for McDonald's and all these places to make millions in profits, but you're not even paying your employees basic living wages. So I was very glad that, the wages went up for a lot of people and that helped out a lot. Um, Unfortunately it's not enough because there are still job places that need workers desperately. Um, I mean, it's really, really bad out West. So in the ports out in California, we've been following the story in class for a while. There is a backup literally of a whole bunch of trucker ships that have to be um, like put out to sea and they, they're just sitting out there, like, like a like a backup, like it's a big old traffic jam, because there's no there's not enough workers in the port, there's not enough truck drivers to take this stuff, and so there's like the, all these tanker ships filled with uh, the crates, the big old um, metal crates, uh, that that just can't be unloaded because there's not enough employees and not enough people in the chain to make it happen. So what they're saying is. Even though it's October right now, Christmas deliveries are going to be late. And so they're saying that if you want to buy something, you better buy it now because it might not be here on time. Likely it won't be here on time because stores are now starting to run out of of supplies. And by the time they try to get it back in, it's going to be a long time. I mean, we saw in one news lady, this lady said she ordered something in February and it just came in recently. So it's crazy. Um, not to mention Thanksgiving's right around the corner and they're saying that This is probably going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving in a long, long time. So the problem is things that cost like 16 bucks. I don't know. Say you bought a slab of meat for 16 bucks last month. This month it's $21, the same slab of meat, right? So your grocery bill is going sky high. The same items that you bought last month is costing you a lot more money. And part of that is because of inflation that is happening right now as well, which is at horrible rates. Uh, we're, we're dealing with that, but the other part is, and it's not happening across the country, but it is where I live right now, the Tampa Bay area, and in Texas. So Florida and Texas is having this big, huge influx in people moving into the areas, and especially in our area, rent and mortgage has gone up. Listen to me now. This doesn't sound real, but I've seen plenty of articles about this. It's gone up thirty percent, three zero. 30% in the past year alone. So, a place that say your rent cost $1100. Let's just say $1000. $1000 in January, that's how much you were paying in rent. Now, in October, because of the spike in in the um, costs, now you're paying $1300 for that same place. 10 months later, $300 more. That is a jump that people have not seen in decades in ever. I don't know, but I know it's ridiculous. And what's going to happen is we're going to see a homeless situation like in San Francisco and other big cities. But the problem is we're not like them. We're not. not. I didn't get a pay raise. (laughs) And praise God, my landlord is the best ever. And she hasn't hiked my rent up just yet. Thank you, Jesus. But I mean, if she does, I can't blame her because everybody else is doing it. But it's just ridiculous because we're not getting paid anymore. And all these prices are going up. I don't understand what people think is going to happen. This is a recipe for disaster, but it's also a recipe for get ready people because the housing market crashed in 2007 and the economy tanked. And I'm telling you right now, I think that's exactly what's going to happen again. So I know I'm preparing and getting my pennies in order. We're getting my ducks in a row. Um, Because I want to be prepared when it is time to jump on some of these properties that are out here. I just want to be ready. That's all I'm saying. Um, So here's the thing. People from, say, California, New York, Chicago, whatever, big D.C., these big cities where they're getting paid lots of money because the cost of living is higher out there, right? And they have this, I don't know, (laughs) 1,100 square foot home, right? 1,500 square foot home even. They're paying extraordinary amounts for that because they live in a city that it's just like that, right? They can pack up, move to Florida or Texas, get a house, double the space of what they were living in for half the price. So basically what they'll do is they'll sell their house way out wherever they are, for $700,000, $800,000 because that's how much a crazy little house costs out in those places. It's ridiculous. And then they'll come over here to Florida, pay cash on a $350,000 house, which is twice the space space they had and live happily ever after. While we're sitting out here struggling and it's like, wait a minute, I want to get a house too, but I can't because it's a buyer's market for sure. I mean sellers market, sorry. The people who are selling the houses get exactly what they're asking for immediately. I mean houses are flipping within a day. I- I've heard of a house that got sold in a day, you guys. It's crazy out here right now. Absolutely crazy. Um so I just want to be ready when 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 something happens and and maybe the economy tanks again. I don't know. Uh oh, we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see. But the other effect, um, of COVID, one of the after effects is education. So when the schools closed down, you know, teachers had to go virtual, parents had to go virtual. It was really tough. So when I was out in Pasco County doing my little side gig for a second, I actually was working with a group of kindergarten and kindergarten and first graders for a minute. And I saw firsthand the effects of COVID and what it's done to our kids because I had In that little group of like eight kids or whatever, there was one kid, two kids who didn't know how to write their names, a few of them who didn't know their alphabet. And God forbid the parents actually work with their kids at home and help teach them these things. And, you know, maybe it was pre-K that they missed and now they're in kindergarten, so they don't know this stuff. But I just know that it was rough and kids who were out of school really, really, really suffered. I mean, it, it's, there's going to be a huge rise in GED classes, if you ask me, and um, a, just a rise in a lot of remedial reinforcement, whatever's needed, a whole bunch of like programs that are going to try to help these kids get back on track and not just academically. I mean, if we talk, talk about the mental health, you know, being locked up in a home, hopefully not an abusive one, just hopefully a home that's functioning well enough which was tough because everybody got thrown into it and some of the parents didn't even know how to cope. So it was really, really rough. So just the mental health dealing with people's emotions, you know, not being around other people, even the social aspect, learning how to interact with other people and all that stuff. Um, that was really, really, that that's a really tough hit. And we're going to see the effects of that even more so later down the line, I think. Um, And then not to mention the deaths in the family. I mean, you might, some of them might've lost grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, because of COVID. Um, Just dealing with that, dealing with the deaths as well, as well as dealing with the academic loss, as well as dealing with the mental health issues. Guys, this was a really, really rough year and a half and we're not over it yet. It's not over. I mean, the numbers are going down, thank God. And, but the holidays are coming around the corner. And so while people are saying, yeah, relax. And I saw it firsthand. We went to Costco this past Sunday and oh my gosh, I've never seen it that busy. I don't even think before COVID. (laughs) I just don't remember it being that busy. So I just, the gas station lines were long. I was like, is there a hurricane coming? Is there a, is there what's happening right now? I mean, it was backed up. It's just crazy what's happening right now. So the The flip side of it is the positive side. So I do want to talk a little bit about that. So praise God, I still have a job, still have and had a job throughout it all. My health was good for the most part. You know, I did catch COVID, but that was for a little bit. (laughs) Um, I found my love during COVID, yay. And I got to explore and discover new things about my neighborhood. So I'm pretty sure I talked about my 45 for 45 sometime last season. And what that was was like 45 things I wanted to do for my 45th birthday. So that started at the beginning of COVID. And of course it abruptly had to stop because in March, hello, um, you know, things shut down, but I try to keep that going by trying to find things around my neighborhood that I can do and discover or do something in the house that would count as something, you know, exciting and extraordinary that I can put on the list, but I actually need to keep that going. And I need to start that up again. So I just wanted to jump on and just touch base about what's happening in the aftermath of COVID and how it's affecting us as a society. Um, oh, and we can talk about the vaccines again because last week when we were talking about it, you know, I did mention like, who who lets their kids get put in a trial for vaccines to try it out and see if things work or not? Because here's the funny part. last, Even just last week, <laughs> they were talking about, possibly getting vaccines for kids and now today overnight it seems like they've approved it they've given it a temporary authorization i think for like uh cove uh what's the what's the one pfizer for kids i think like five to twelve so now there's a uh temporary authorization for that and i still don't understand parents who allow their kids to be guinea pigs to get tested who which kid is which parent is like come here little johnny you know what, let me let me get you tested. Let me get you on this trial because you get on my nerves the most, maybe. I don't know. I mean, do you not like your kids for real? Do you, do you not want your kids? Because we don't know it Now, that one, listen to me. I don't care what anybody says about the vaccines for adults, but vaccines for kids, you cannot tell me that was something that was tried and true years and decades and all that stuff because it hasn't been. This is all very, very new. They're saying it's like half the dosage and all that stuff. I mean, there are some side effects that's happening with some kids and whatnot, but we don't know the long-term effects of these things. We don't because we have never had to go through this before. So I'm just in awe and just nervous and just uh, wondering what's going to happen next because it is weird and it is strange and it is new for all of us. Um, I don't like to be in this position because I really don't like to have to give kids things that are trials and you know hope for the best and although the numbers are low it's like oh it's a low it's a low percentage of kids that have side effects and low things that can happen how low is it if it's your kid you know i'm saying like if your kid is one of the kids that gets affected and dies from the vaccine or whatever from complications the number's not that low anymore right because it's a personal hit so with all the deaths and with everything that's been happening i know i mentioned that last year in season one but you know the, the 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 numbers may seem low when it comes to the vast majority of us. But if you've been if you're being affected personally by it, then it's not that low anymore. So there's so many questions and so many things still up in the air. Um, now they're saying they want you know the, the boosters that are out there. Um, you can mix and match them. So if you got Pfizer before and Moderna now. Or Pfizer before now you can get Moderna booster. Or if you got Moderna, now you can get the Johnson and Johnson booster. Or if you got Johnson Johnson, you can get either one. Whatever. It's just, you know, some people are saying, of course, get what you got the first time. But if you need to mix and match, you're more than welcome to do that. No, thank you. I, I uh, so many questions. But everybody wants things to go back to normal. Hello, me included. Um, but I just don't know if this is the way to do it by rushing things and and hurrying things along not that they say that's not what they're doing but that's what it seems like and i just don't think it's appropriate for kids when when it's not affecting kids as much yes kids can be carriers blah 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 so okay adults then get get the vaccine protect yourselves so that when the kids get it then it won't affect you as much right makes sense to me but i don't know That's all I have to say because I don't know much else to say about the after effects of COVID and and what it's doing to us. But I will say this one say words of wisdom, if you do feel like you've been affected for affected this past year and a half, um, may it be financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever it is, please seek help. Please seek help, seek help somewhere. There are so many programs out there, especially now rental assistance, um, counseling is on the rise. Um, just a lot of resources and programs that are out there to help people who have been affected, truly affected by this pandemic. So please, please, please take care of yourselves. Continue to stay safe. And we'll see you here next year on the t- next, next year. <laughs> we'll see you here next week on the Tea with Ruth. And you know, it's the truth because it's from Ruth. <laughs> Anyway, have a great day, you guys. Don't forget to follow us and hit us up on social media. We are at the Tea with Ruth on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you there. Have a wonderful day. And thanks for listening.